When it comes to the 2023 Packers, I've been calling them the baby Packers, but our pal Jake Morley has coined the phrase, the brat pack, which we will be stealing. The kids are all right. Right now, the problems are coming from everyone else. We're going to talk about it on today's show. You are locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. This episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Coming into this year, the expectations for this team was there would be growing pains. And, and there have been. Week two, I said in our post-game show, this was a growing pains game. But after re-watching it, I'm not sure it was all, or even mostly, a young player growing pains game. And part of that is, I underestimated what all of the changes would do to everyone else. I expected Matt LaFleur because I believe strongly that this team better suits his strengths. The mad scientist in the in the lab trying to game up and scheme up all kinds of stuff and, and the teacher, the teaching points, all that stuff that totally fits his personality and his strengths as a coach. But special teams operation, you promote Rich Passaccia and you totally screw up a week one field goal situation where you let 30 seconds run off the clock and then you have to call timeout. You waste all this time and then you force your rookie kicker to make a 51-yard field goal, which he makes, luckily. That didn't matter in the game. The Packers beat the brakes off the Bears in the second half. But in a game against a better team, against a better coached opponent, you have a similar situation. Week two, end of the half. You have a 51-yard field goal from Anders Carlson who split the uprights. I mean, that, that first kick, that 51-yarder against the Bears, good from 70. And they have a 51-yarder. They can't get lined up in time. And you back them up five. Now it's a 56-yarder. Kick it. Kick it. A 56-yard field goal means the ball is at the 39-yard line. You cannot pump the ball at the plus 39 or the plus 40. Cannot do it. Cannot do it. Kick. This is what you have him for. And you say, look, a 56-yarder, less than 50% make probability. So who cares if he misses it? Yeah, I don't want to give the ball back to this team. The defense was playing pretty well at this point. So you don't have to be like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. And at that point, there's not that much time left anyway. 
That's a bad decision. I, I think the idea that LaFleur got conservative in the fourth quarter, a little bit overrated because you have a first and 10 with a two-point lead and seven minutes to go. You run the ball for five yards, A.J. Dillon, bang, second and five. You should be golden. Pick up two or three first downs, and this game is over. You get a four-yard run on second and five. A.J. Dillon, back-to-back, bang. It's third and one, under seven minutes to go. Third and one, you have two chances to get one first down. Now, one first down is not going to ice the game, but one first down, and you can take it inside four minutes, just on runs. And it took the Falcons five minutes to come down and kick the eventual game-winning field goal. Now, they could have kicked it a little sooner if they had needed to, but it took them five minutes. The Packers give the ball back with six minutes left and they don't get it back until a minute left. Third and one, this is what you have A.J. Dillon for. But why is the run to the left side? Why is that the call where you have Royce Newman and Rasheed Walker? Two backups. You have just objectively better players on the other side. Why is that the call? And then on fourth down, why are you getting cute? Why are you getting cute? It's fourth and one. Go get one yard. On fourth and one in their own territory, last week, they went with the Jordan Love sneak. They wanted to call the sneak. They had the look to get the sneak. They would have picked up the yardage had they just gone up and run the play. Why are you getting cute there? What is the value? Jordan Love gives the wrong signal. That was what we found out after the game that he gave. There's a live word. That it's, it's, it's the kind of thing, and this is, by the way, great design, great process, that you go to the line, you try and snap it, and if you get the look you want, you actually have a word that tells everyone, we're live. We'll do it live. We're going to run the play. Cool, except just run the play. There's no reason to get gimmicky there. Just go get the first down. And part of this is... Figuring things out with a young team. They don't know what they can major in yet. They don't have things where they just like, okay, this is the go-to play. They don't have their players. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson. Those are your go-to players in those situations. And for whatever people, whatever narrative people wanted to spin in the preseason, and by the way, we never bought it on this show that Romeo Dobbs was going to catch more passes than Christian Watson. It's not a coincidence, by the way, that Romeo Dobbs, he played 76% of snaps in this game and was not the leading target getter. It was Jaden Reed by a long shot, okay? Romeo Dobbs is a really nice complimentary receiver. Christian Watson is your alpha number one. Last year, when Christian Watson was out there in the second half of the season, fourth down calls, not going Alan Lazard. They were called for Christian Watson. He is your game breaker. He is your matchup problem. And last week, when you have Aaron Jones, it was Aaron Jones. How many times did the Falcons just say, Bijan, you're going to do it? That's the matchup. It's it's, it's Bijan. I have to get that right. Bijan, just go make a play. We think our guy is better than your guy. That's a This is a coaching problem. To get too cute, that is a coaching problem. Now, yes, Jordan Love made the mistake, gives the wrong go word, but why? Why get cute with two backup offensive linemen? One of them is really playing for the first time. I just don't, I don't know why you would do that. You've got multiple rookies out there. Why? Why? Why is that? And and frankly, why is that the call 
I don't love the third and one run either. I would have loved some sort of play action boot. But so that's that's Matt LaFleur, that's Rich Bisaccio. Then the defense. Like we came into the year knowing Joe Barry probably gonna be a problem. And I think the criticism of him is a little overstated. I thought Justice Mosqueda did a great job of pointing out all the opportunities that the Packers had defensively. They just missed a bunch of tackles. And I wrote about this in The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. On early downs, the Packers defense actually played pretty well. It was a lot of third and fourth down. And you can go, okay, in third and fourth down, they didn't execute. And I agree. But over the course of the season, you're not going to live and die by third down variance, probably. That game-to-game, week-to-week, early-down variance, because that's what it is on offense too, is just going to be a little stickier. Like, you're going to have these wild swings. And the, and the Falcons, if just one of those fourth downs go dif- goes differently, they lose. Like, the Packers still, by all rights, should have won this game. The Packers got very unlucky to lose it. But you have guys... Blowing coverages, missing tackles, not in their gaps, not getting slant calls, plays where you have three defensive linemen doing one thing and and a fourth doing something else. And it's just like, what is going on here? At a certain point, you're NFL players. You just have to go do the thing. If it's a simple quarters coverage, I don't care what the offense does. You, as an NFL player, have to be expected to go and play. So there are things that Joe Barry is still doing, that I'm going, what is this? Why against three tight ends are you playing nickel? Why? I get it against two tight ends when one of them is Kyle Pitts because he's basically a big receiver and you want a corner on him and you don't care because he's not going to wash out a nickel, a, a slot and, and gash a big run there. He's just not. But if they have two tight ends plus Kyle Pitts, that's basically 12 personnel and Kyle Pitts. So you gotta you have to play bigger there. Whether it's Isaiah McDuffie in their sort of traditional 4-3 look or an extra defensive lineman in a base 3-4. I'm not saying you have to play base, but 13 personnel. That's heavy, heavy personnel. You can't be worried about them throwing. It's Desmond Ritter. So the things that we expected to be the problems for the Packers, and there were plenty of rookie mistakes. Like, it's not to say that there were none. But the things that we thought would would create the growing pains so far, fine. Fine. It's the other stuff. It's the things that can't scuttle your season right now that are, in fact, scuttling your season. Now, the season is not fully scuttled, right? They're one and one there's, there's plenty of winnable games left. They could win this week. They're favored to win this week. Our friends at FanDuel have the Packers one and a half point favorites over the Saints. Um, and that is at the time of this recording, which is before the Saints have played. So if the Saints lose, expect that line to jump. And if the Saints beat the crap out of the Panthers, expect that line to move the other way. And that's fine. We're going to talk about the Saints a little bit coming up in just a second. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. You shouldn't have to be without potentially life-saving medications if you need them. 
All it takes to get a Jace case with five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use is to fill out a simple form online and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians and you can get what you need. Don't ever be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves if they can and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. You go online, you fill out a form. It's essentially that easy. And this is the great part. Locked on Packers listeners can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. Today's episode also brought to you by friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Packers plus one and a half came through. Let's go. Never a doubt. Okay, there was there was some doubt. That's $200 back in bonus bets, win or lose. I've been thinking, if, you, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's so easy to use. Spreads, player pop, props, over-unders, teasers. I, I had a very good week last week. Had a lot of fun betting on games that I was very nervous about. Very nervous about. Once I once I hit that submit button, Cardinals plus five and a half. Ugh. Came in. Titans plus three. Ugh. Ryan Tannehill came in. Let's go. Packers plus 1.5. Uh, but we made it. We made it. We got it. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We're going to get to the Saints at the end here because there is a matchup thing that I want to talk about. But I want to dig a little bit more into this play calling issue with Matt LaFleur that I have. And I have it. The Packers in early down situations on Sunday, this was the problem against the Bears. They were not good on early downs and then Jordan Love was magic on third down. Well, they got bit on the other end of that because defensively they were very good on first and second down and then third and fourth down could not absolutely not get stops. Now, against the Falcons, they were able to flip that a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a lot of it. Early down, EPA per play, 0.36. That is in the range of like what Patrick Mahomes is going to finish most seasons. They had a 56% success rate on first and second down. Really, really good numbers. And their early down pass success rate, 67%.73 EPA per play. Those are monster numbers. Monster numbers. They just didn't do it enough. 21 passes, 18 runs on early downs. Cannot happen. They have the third lowest neutral pass rate in the league. It's just not enough. Especially with Aaron Jones out. Like the running game was not working. A.J. Dillon especially. And he was the worst of the three running backs we saw on Sunday. There, there are options out there. Green Bay, I think, would be wise to consider them, especially if they win some of these games. You start to go, hey, do we really want to 
handle it this way. But Matt LaFleur, I want to see him empower Jordan Love. It's not quite let Love cook, but it's almost let Love cook. He leads the league in EPA per play. He leads the league in adjusted EPA per play. He leads the league in touchdown passes. He leads the league in passer rating. Now, it's not all it's not all great. And you don't trust everyone on your offense. You're without Christian Watson. You're without Aaron Jones. So that makes life a little bit more complicated. But he, Jordan Love has looked the part. Let him go play. And I, what I want to see is not just letting him go play. It's putting him in a position on early downs. We've been talking about this, I feel like, for weeks. That I would like to see a little bit more of the designed early down play action. Now, he's you know among league leaders in, in dropback play action rate. Seventh heading into the games on Monday night. 31.6%. That would, that would be like number one by a mile for Aaron Rodgers in the Matt LaFleur era. So that is a good number. And his numbers on play action this season, I mean, he, Jordan Love is averaging 10.4 yards per attempt on play action this season. It's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Early down is the, is the best time to pass, number one. And it is the best time for play action. Ben Baldwin has has shown third down even third and short it's not really a great it's not a it's not a materially better option than just running the ball now that's that is in a vacuum that is over big data sets and all those things and i think those are important caveats to have here but first and second down we talked about this yesterday on our, on our live reaction show there were times when i felt like the falcons were doing all the things with Desmond Ritter, that I wanted to see the Packers do with Jordan Love. And so, I I want Matt LaFleur to cook too. Now, the caveat that I want to add here, it's not a a caveat to the point, but it, it is some context, I think. They're still figuring a lot of this out. So, what is this team good at? We knew with Aaron Rodgers what it was. And especially when it was Rodgers and Devontae, because the answers was, the answer was always Rodgers and Devontae. Okay? So that was easy. You could just do that. That made game planning easier. Easier. Now Matt LaFleur can just go into a game and go, I have all of these plays at my disposal, but sometimes that can be paralyzing. Choice can be paralyzing. And you end up calling, you know, a simple up-the-middle run. You run inside zone. <sighs> okay. And you've got backup offensive linemen now, and you don't have Christian Watson, and you don't have David Bakhtiari, and you you know Elton Jenkins goes down in the game, and things get more complicated. All of that stuff, understand? I get it. I think as the season get, wears on, it will be easier for Lafleur to say, okay, these are the places where my players win and win consistently. These are the concepts Jordan Love really likes. And by the way, uh, you know, I had some misgivings when I hear things like, oh, you know, Jordan Love is going to have less say in the offense, which I don't think that's quite true. But he's not going to be, it's not going to be two playbooks, which is how Marquez Valdez-Scantling described it. Two playbooks, Matt LaFleur's playbook and then whatever play at the line of scrimmage Aaron Rodgers wanted to call. That's not happening. Love is running the offense. The more he plays, the more he gets to say, and not even just get, the more he can say, hey, I'd like this in this situation. Like he can say right now, I feel comfortable running everything. 
But there are things that when he finds out, okay, Luke Musgrave in this situation, Jaden Reed in this situation, oh, me in this situation, this throw, I really like this throw in this situation. You need to experience the game to have those takes. It's kind of like, you know, a a, a musical artist as a teen. It's really hard to write hard-hitting, like, emotional pop songs or sing with emotion when you're 17. Because you just, nothing's happened to you. You You don't have any life experience. You don't have any wisdom to impart. And that's not to say that like Olivia Rodrigo and and these young artists have nothing to provide. I don't think that's true. Justin Bieber, early Justin Bieber, had some had some fire songs. But it's it's got a different emotional heft. Like Taylor Swift can write a song now, and even her performances of the, Taylor's version. This is football, right? Because Travis Kelsey dating rumors, all that stuff. It is it is got a different weight to it now. It feels different hearing her sing those songs now than it did when she was 17 or 20 or 24, whatever. Jordan Love doesn't have the experience to be like, hey, on third and eight, when I know that they're going to play Robert, I want to do this or this. That's that's not really in his repertoire right now. So you can you can be perfect at the chalkboard and know what's coming and, and know what everything is supposed to do and how a play is designed to attack something, but you might not have those takes. And if you're a coach, you go, All right, what are we calling? No Christian Watson. AJ Terrell's on the other side. Jesse Bates playing really well, really good football. Couple backup offensive linemen. What are the plays? What are the go-to calls? What are you going to run in those situations? Now, this is when you'd like to have that flea flicker, by the way, by the absolute dime from Jordan Love. AJ Terrell was beat. It's It might be six if he doesn't tackle Dontavian Wicks. There were three throws, I thought, four throws, at least, that were absolutely unbelievable from Jordan Love. This is just another reason why I want to see him cook. Please let Jordan Love play and give him opportunities on early downs. Simple throws, quick throws, screens, RPOs. Have they run a post-snap RPO yet? I want to see it. Have they run a pre-snap RPO? It's like Matt LaFleur was so sick of all those RPOs that he was like, we're never doing that again. We're never. They ran them in Tennessee. They ran them in LA. They ran them, I probably ran them in Washington. I have to go back and like watch that tape, but it's it's just, there are, there are so many more easy buttons here to press for Jordan Love. And yet, even without pressing them, he's leading the league in touchdowns, leading the league in pass rating, leading the league in EPA per play and adjusted EPA per play. There's so much more meat on the bone here that is easy to get really excited about what this offense can be when they just take the training wheels off. Let them go play. It's It'd be different if it's the 49ers and your run game is just mashing people and mauling people and Aaron Jones is is just like unbelievable, but this is not the best run blocking group in the, in the world. And you don't have your best running back by far. And this game was evidence. And you know, if, if you, you know, every day or no, I am not a running backs matter guy, but they matter on the margins. AJ Dillon, really bad in this game and has been really bad this year. Bajon Robinson, awesome. You flip those guys, the Packers win by 10 plus. Easy, easy. So I understand that part of it, but when you have Jordan Love and he's playing the way that he was and in the middle of this game, he looked like, Oh my God, the Packers did it again. 
Three straight Hall of Famers. Like, he, that's how good he looked. He just looked fully in command, throwing darts all over the place, celebrating, saying, you know, this, this is my stuff. I can't say the real thing, but... Let love cook. Let love cook. All right, we're going to talk about the Saints and this matchup. And what's interesting about it, one thing that I have early identified as something that I have my eye on, that's coming up in just a second. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. You test your skills with football this season. The most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. And when you win, quick withdrawals. You got easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types. Here's how you play. Pick a couple players. Prize Picks has set statistical thresholds for them to hit. Okay? Aaron Jones. 60 yards rushing. Uh, I hope you didn't pick that on Sunday because he didn't play. But Jordan Love, like 200 yards passing. Put a couple of them together. You got money if you're right, if you pick them all correctly. PricePix also now offers, offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for that first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. And thanks to everyone who makes locked on Packers their first listen every day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show. Lily Zhao for Zhao, you doing? Go check out what we're doing at the leap, the leap.football, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. And our subtext sent out the scouting report on Friday. We're going to have another, you know, more scouting reports, more exclusive content coming to you. And it's a direct line to me. You get to text me. I text you back. I text back. I do. Locked on Packers. Go find it on our subtext. Last thing I want to talk about here is the matchup. Because... Something jumped out to me. You know, you, you give up 200 yards on the ground and you just go, okay, this defense is never going to be the same again. And and it certainly feels that way. Like how many years in a row are you just going to let that be your Achilles heel? But the thing is, the Saints have one of the highest gaps between their passing EPA and their rushing EPA. This is not a good running team. And as I'm saying this, I understand that like there's a game tonight and they could run all over the Panthers. I don't expect that to be the case. This is a situation where you match up with what the Saints want to be, especially right now. Chris Olave, Rasheen Shahid, this offensive line, Derek Carr, you bring him in. They want to air it out. And you're set up specifically to take advantage of these kinds of matchups. That's what this team is built to do. They're built to stop, you know, the Rams from two years ago, which is why it was such a better matchup to, to have seen them in the playoffs than the 49ers. They're built to stop, you know, the Chiefs, the Bills. The Bills have done the same thing. They are they have built their team to stop the Chiefs. And so when they face a team that's going to come downhill and blast them in the face, it's got a little different vibe to it. And so the Packers, you know, you're out there, Kobe Wooden is trying to take on two at 275 pounds. Not always the best opportunity, but on third and eight, now you can go rush the passer. This team is built to play from ahead. 
Now they were ahead. 12 points, fourth quarter, couldn't get it done, but they're built to take on teams that want to throw the ball. Losing Lucas Van Ness, you know, we'll get an injury update from him um, on him today, hopefully, but doubtfully. This team can rush the passer and they can cover. They can cover. And these are not receivers. You know, Jair Alexander, not the biggest guy. Keyshawn Nixon, not the biggest guy. Darnell Savage, not the biggest guy. Matt Collins and Drake London, they got a couple box outs. The Saints team, they don't have that kind of size. They're, they have speed, but not that kind of size. So they're not going to be able to do some of the things that Atlanta did. They don't have Kyle Pitts. So they're going to rely on Derek Carr and they're going to rely on taking shots down the field. The Packers are going to sit in those two high zones and they're going to trust their corners to make plays. They're going to trust their pass rush to get home and they're going to trust that Derek Carr is going to panic in the pocket. The game also happens to be on grass. So you expect David Bakhtiari to be there. So I like this matchup for the Packers. There's a reason they're favored despite losing. This is the kind of team. And I think this is a big, this is low key, a big game for Joe Barry. Because if you can't stop this team with a mid quarterback and like totally fine skill talent, you know, it's not like they're playing this team. Like Michael Thomas is not what he once was. Chris Olave is an ascendant player, but he's not Justin Jefferson. Uh, and, you know, Alvin Kamara. First of all, you're not playing Alvin Kamara from a couple years ago when he's just like killing you. But also, you're not playing Alvin Kamara. So, so you should be able, you should be able I try to avoid using the word should, but you should be able to because you are built to stop this team, stop this team. The question is going to be on the other side of the ball where, by the way, haven't really had any questions. The Packers at one point scored on four straight drives against the Falcons on the road, against the defense that gave Bryce Young and the Panthers a lot of problems. So this is a very similar structured defense. I don't know that it's that different from a talent standpoint. Cam Jordan is getting up there in age. Jamari Davis getting up there in age. They have some nice players at corner, but we'll see. I don't know how much pass rush they're going to be able to get. I like the the matchup for the Packers defense much better in this game, which is why I like the Packers so much in week one. I'm not worried about the offense. Going back to the point we made at the top about the kids are all right. So I just, this is a, a show me game for Joe Barry. You got to come through here or, or it starts to get real loud. Like, eh, what are we doing? What are we doing? We'll see. Back tomorrow, Lily Zhao on the show. Zhao, you doing? Crossover Thursday, Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints joins me. And then on Friday, hopefully, we've got a big guest lined up um, that that we got to be able to wrangle, got to be able to make schedules work. But hopefully, we're going to get there. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tease them until I know for sure they're all locked in because sometimes you got to scramble. Sometimes you got to scramble. And I'm not talking about eggs. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live over on our YouTube page, go subscribe and hang out with us there so you can stay Locked on Packers.